Pet's Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Tyler McVeigh, Kay Lavelle, Norman Field, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Have you ever tasted a cream pie made with pet milk or a rich chocolate pudding or one of those good smooth cheese sauces? Well, then you can understand why pet milk, the first evaporated milk, is the first choice of good cooks. No other form of whole milk gives foods the same richness of flavor. And something else that's mighty important is the extra wholesomeness pet milk puts into those favorite family dishes of yours. You see, pet milk is good, sweet country milk that's double rich, concentrated to double richness by evaporation. So you're always sure of extra goodness and extra wholesomeness when you use pet milk for cooking. Extra compliments, too. And do all those extras cost you extra? No. Definitely no. You can enjoy better food for less money when you use pet milk because pet milk costs less generally than any other form of whole milk. Dear Mary Margaret McBride, how can a wife talk over the top or around the sides of a morning paper behind which her husband has disappeared at breakfast? Like at 79 Wistful Vista with Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, are you still there, dearie? Sweetheart, this is WIFE calling H-U-B-B-Y. Come in, H-U-B-B-Y. Over. Huh? Oh, are you speaking to me, kiddo? Yes, if you'll pardon the familiarity. Oh. Now that you've read the paper, what's new, you? <laughs> Fascinating story on the front page. You know the old guy that hangs around the corner of 14th and Oak selling razor blades, pencils, and hot chestnuts? What about him? He died last week. <laughs> 99 years old. Oh. No family, no friends. And 50,000 bucks sewed into the lining of his ragged old overcoat. Impossible. What's impossible? To have $50,000 and no friends? <laughs> Nobody knew he had it. He lived all alone in a piano box back in the alley. He was a Herman. Hermit. Hmm? Herman is a man's name. I know. It was this man's name. Herman the Hermit. Herman Steinway was his real name, according to the paper. Come from a wealthy musical family. He was the black sheep. They cut him off with a dollar in an old piano box. Well, if he'd have been more upright, he might have had a grand. <laughs> ah, that's my girl. If they fit, dig them up and use them again. Anyway, you know what this ragged Herman done with the 50000 What? He made a will, leaving it to a guy he didn't even know. No. A perfect really. stranger. Because the guy had felt sorry for him in his ragged overcoat and offered him his own. A good simoleon. American? I don't know. <laughs> well, he didn't give the guy's name. Well, if he was a stranger, how'd he know to whom to leave it? 
Well, the lawyer that prohibited the will found him. <laughs> you know, for a contingent fee, a lawyer can find a celluloid collar in a hot volcano. <laughs> anyway, the lawyer that prohibited the will... Probated, dearie. Yeah, but imagine 50,000 bucks because he'd done the old guy a good deed. You know what I think I'll do? I think I'll prowl around town today and be nice to strangers. Oh? Mm-hmm. You never know. I might just happen to do some ragged guy a favor. Well, just out of the goodness of my heart, with no mercenary motives whatsoever. Except to be sweet to people and have the guy leave me a stack of El Folo in his last will and tenement. <laughs> Want to come with me? Dearie, I wouldn't miss it for a gold mine with H.O. Pinza working as foreman. <laughs> I clear up these dishes and I'll be right with you. Okay. I think I'll wear a bow tie. I always feel more naive and lovable with a bow tie. <laughs> and if some rich Herman should have... Now, who do you suppose that is? I don't know, but I hope he's in trouble so I can do him a good deed, a favor. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello, daughter. Hello, Johnny. Just passing by, so I thought I wouldn't. <laughs> thought you wouldn't what? Pass by. Oh. Well, what's new, kid? <laughs> Did you see the morning paper? Couldn't, daughter. Oh, my bifocals to my girl, Bessie. Oh. First saw we've had this winter, and she's out picking mushrooms. Sure hope she's wearing them bifocals. Mushrooms, eh? <laughs> Bessie giving a dinner party? Yep. Beefsteak and mushroom dinner for the Wistful Vista Young Republicans Club, Johnny. Oh. Bessie takes her politics real serious. Mm. Oh, faithful Republican, huh? Yeah. I'll pick him some mushrooms. No, faithful Democrat. I'll pick him some toadstools. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Hi, daughter. What's in the morning paper? You remember the old buzzer that hung around 14th and Oak selling pencils and razor blades and hot chestnuts? Old Herman the Hermit? Yep. Hope you didn't get stung with any of his razor blades, boy. With them things you couldn't carve past the cheese on your ravioli. <laughs> think Herman makes them himself out of tinfoil. Why, <laughs> uh, Jask. Well, he died last week and he left $50,000 to some person who had been nice to him. Yeah, a perfect stranger, too. Imagine that. Yes, Johnny, I can't imagine that. To be nice to Herman, you'd have to be a stranger. Stingy <laughs> old coot. I'm a fairly slow man with a dollar myself, but Herman made me look like an intoxicated gunner's mate in Paris on payday. <laughs> in fact, I'm kind of a miser myself, kids. That's all. I got a little stashed away. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah, you have? Well, you just hang on to that dough and leave it to somebody that's always been nice to you. Somebody that you could always feel free to drop in on. Anytime. For a cup of coffee. Or any old thing. Here, have a cigar. Real friends. People that like you for what you are instead of for what you got. More coffee, fella? No, thanks, Johnny. But you're sweet. <laughs> Let me do you a favor, old-timer. Forget you told me about having all that dough hid away. Let me do something for you. My gosh, with me being your closest and best friend, I'm... Well, all right, boy. You can do something. Why, sure, you betcha. Anything at all. My gosh, what can I do? You got a good warm overcoat? Take mine. Gee whiz, I got an old Mackintosh I can wear. Don't look good and it freezes my knees, but if you need my overcoat, boy... Oh, no, 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 Johnny. Thanks, thanks. All I want you to do for me is... Well... Can I leave my money here with you, where it'll be safe? 
It's my life savings and... Well, you certainly may. <laughs> you certainly may, and we'll take mighty good care of it. How much you want the receipt for, old-timer? This piece of paper big enough? Oh, sure. Now, wait a minute. I got it sewed into the lining of my coat here. Oh, boy. Can I help you, Mr. Old-timer? Oh, no, thanks, daughter. I got it. Uh, there we are. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yep. Wow. It's all here. Thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> Much obliged to you, kids. You're real kind to old folks. Bye now. Hello. Thirty-seven dollars. Hmm. Well, who knows? He may be just testing me. After all, he did let me do him a favor. Two of them. What do you mean, two of them? Look in the other room. Huh? He left his old overcoat and took yours. Oh. Well, Samaritan, shall we go downtown? Leave us the orchestra. Billy Mills in the orchestra and by heck. Faster, kiddo. My legs are cold. Yes, I can see why they would be. That's an unethical Mackinac. Yeah. It hits you below the belt. But if we walk too fast, you won't find anybody in trouble to do a good deed. Oh, I'll find somebody then. Hey, hey, look. Look, a guy lying on the sidewalk up ahead there. Oh. Why, he's fainted. He, oh, come on. Look at how shabby he is. Yeah. Another Herman, I bet you. Poor old guy. Probably fainted from lack of hunger. <laughs> Ain't this wonderful? 
I'll give him artificial perspiration. Yeah, but McGee, now, maybe you shouldn't... Here, hold my hat. This calls for a cool head. Now, let me see. I can remember my boy Scott training. Oh, yeah. Straddle the recumbent body. Press the hands firmly against lower ribs. Hey, what the... Get off my back, you rum-dum. What do you think you're doing? Let me up. Now, 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 take it easy, boy. Take it easy. You'll be all right. You're among a friend. What happened, sir? Did you faint? Are you hungry? No, I'm not hungry, and I didn't faint. I am J. Merrill Moffat, president of the Wistful Vista Building and Loan Company, and I dropped my wristwatch down this sidewalk grating. Oh, dear. Well, come on, McGee. Oh, sorry, Moffat, old man. Just trying to do a good turn. I hold no grudge. Just because you weren't sick or drunk or didn't need any help. I was only... Oh, be quiet, you idiot. And tuck your shirt in. Hmm? Of all the disgraceful exhibitions I ever saw. Hey, Molly. (laughs) My shirt's sticking out? No, dearie, it's the Mackinac. Oh. It's so short he thought it was your shirt. (laughs) Natural mistake, though. Well, at least I give the old college try, kiddo. What if that guy had a fainted? Well, he'd have never forgotten what I'd done for him. Might have left me all his stock in the building and loan. So I ain't discouraged. I'll keep trying. Oh, hi, Doc. Oh, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Doctor. Hello there, my dear. And good morning to you, too, Bubblehead. <laughs> Where'd you get the small caliber jacket? Steal it out of the third grade cloakroom at the schoolhouse? <laughs> Doctor, I refuse to be insulted. I took up a new hobby. I'm a good Samoan. Samaritan. <laughs> go around and give everybody a helping hand, irregardless of race, creed, religion, or how much dough they got stashed away. <laughs> All I want to do is to be nice to people, a friend of man, woman, and beast. And speaking of beasts, is there any favor I can do for you today? Son, you have more weird poses than a model in an itchy bathing suit. <laughs> so now you're a good Samaritan. Yep. What's his angle, Molly? Well, doctor, in the paper this morning. Oh, I see. Herman the Hermit. Yeah. Left $50,000 to a friendly stranger. So now little Chiselfinger is bouncing about, (laughs) being helpful, hoping he can save a ragged but grateful millionaire whose brakes have failed on his wheelchair. (laughs) Oh, brother. How optimistic can you get, wobble brain? Well, he's not doing this for mere money, doctor. He says... He just wants to be friendly to everybody, particularly everybody who has no other friends or relatives to inherit their money. You betcha. My gosh, anybody think I was simply out to make enough impression on some ragged hermit that he'd leave me his dough? Aren't you? Sure, but it's kind of a nasty thing to think of. You sure I can't do you any good turns, Ducky? Just any little thing, Doctor, like shaking down your thermometer or one of your wealthier patients. (laughs) No, but I will say this, McGee. Your attitude has impressed me so much. Thank you, Doctor. And your sincerity is so obviously, uh... Well, I'm making out my will this afternoon, and I'm going to leave you... What are you going to leave me, Doc? Standing here. (laughs) You know, I'm afraid the good doctor is a little cynical, McGee. Yeah. He's seen so much of the seamy side, he looks at life through a handful of lint. (laughs) Besides that, uh uh-oh. Oh, Oh, look at that tired-looking woman coming out of the market there. Boy, is she loaded. Oh, hi, sis. Let me help you carry that stuff. No, thank you. I can handle them. I'm only going to my car. Oh, come on. I want to do it. I like to do people favors. Well, do me one and get lost. Hmm. (laughs) I don't need 
need any help. Oh, sure you do. My gosh, all them groceries. Here, I'll take this big sack here and I'll put... Whoa! Oh, <laughs> dear old oh, heavenly days. Here, let me help pick these things up. Thanks, but how can you pick up a puddle of milk? <laughs> well, if it hadn't been for this clumsy oaf here, yes, you, butter fingers. Oh, now look, sis, I'm sorry. I was only trying to help the whole thing, Mr. Wilcox. Then why didn't you come over and help us pick up the stuff? Well, I didn't trust myself. Didn't trust yourself to what? Well, you know me, the pet milk man. I couldn't have trusted myself not to say, Madam, if you'd bought pet milk in its famous neat sterilized can, wouldn't have spilled all over the sidewalk. It bounces. (laughs) (laughs) And when you see a beautiful baby bouncing with health and happiness, there's a very good chance that it's a pet milk baby. Because you see... Oh, my gosh, all i done was I tried to help the woman with her groceries. Could I help it if the old bag... McGee! <laughs> That's no way to talk about a lady. I wasn't talking about the lady. I says if that old bag she was carrying them groceries in... <laughs> if that old bag hadn't had a hole in it, where a sharp carrot was sticking through... Well, well... <laughs> as, I, uh, as I was saying, pet milk... Pet milk was first, you know, to be fortified with pure crystalline vitamin D. First choice of good cooks as a great all-purpose, all-family milk. Pet milk, the first and the final... somebody a favor. Oh, well, stop grousing, dearie. It was nearly an accident. You paid her for the damage. I'll say a buck sixty-five, too, I paid her. I'll bet it's a racket with her. I'll bet she just buys carrots, runs back in the office, sharpens them in a pencil sharpener... So they'll be sharp enough to punch a hole in the grocery bag and then wait for a big-hearted dimwit like me to come along and... Oh, hey, Junior. Yes, pal. Uh, hey, may I finish first? Oh, pray do. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. You see, <clears throat> pet milk is good, sweet country milk, concentrated to double richness, to serve equally well as milk, coffee cream, and even for whipping. There we Available at food stores everywhere, by the can or by the case. Now, yes, pal? You sure you're through? Mm-hmm. You've only been pitching in there for seven innings. <laughs> oh, well, the rest can wait till next week. What's on your mind? I'd like to ask your advice. As an older man, you may... Oh, now, control. wait a minute. <laughs> older man? Why, you'd worn out three razors before I finished reading the three bears. Oh, give me that older man business, Gramps. <laughs> well, <laughs> older man. Well, then let us say as a more experienced, well, right. more sophisticated, more educated, more thoughtful. More bologna, anyone, while we're slicing it? <laughs> All right, get on with it. What advice do you want? Well, if you was me... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, please. Stop, stop. What a horrible thought. Oh, I, 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 I'm sorry, pal. If I were you... Yes. Oh, no. Let me out of here. I'll see you later, Molly. Huh? Oh, the pink baby. Yes. Oh, no. Well, the idea didn't seem to appeal to him, did it? Why should it? If he was me, he wouldn't have the strength of character to handle my problems, and he knows it. Well, let's move on and see who I can do a favor for. Getting a little McGee, isn't it, Wendy? Huh? Or, I mean, uh, <laughs> getting a little windy, isn't it, McGee? Yeah. 
And me with a short Mackintosh on, too. <laughs> it's warm enough what there is of it, but I feel like I was in a hot bathroom standing up to my hips in a tub of cold water. <laughs> hey, look. At what? At that newsstand. The papers are all going to blow away. Some ragged little newsboy's going to lose his day's profit. Well, I don't see him anywhere. If we only had a small anchor or a flat iron or something to hold the papers down with... Hey, there's a big rock. I'll get that. Where? Oh, no, McGee, don't take that. Hey, That's... It's okay, kiddo. It was under the back wheel of that truck. <laughs> sure, my gosh, you might have backed right over it without seeing it. Here, this will weight down them papers and then they sure... McGee, the truck is moving backwards. Jump in and put the brake on. Oh, okay, I'll... Hey, I can't. The door's locked. Well, then jump off quick. It's going faster. Oh, okay. oh dear. Hey, hey, down the street. Get out hey, of the way. window display Kramer's had in five years. <laughs> well, come on, kiddo. At least we saved the kids' newspapers. <laughs> the King's Man, and oh, what a face. He carries her picture in his pocket, pocket, pocket. Was taken the day he went to sea. He carries her picture in his locket, locket, locket. So she is as ugly as can be. Oh, what a face. It's a disgrace to be showing it in any public place. Now one morning he took her to a pig farm. Pig farm. He told her to wait down by the rail. Wait for me. But when he returned, he couldn't find her. Couldn't find her, cause the farmer had put her up for sale. Oh, what a face. Oh, what a face. It's a disgrace. A big disgrace to be showing it in any public place. Oh, what a face. To the zoo she went one day to seek some comfort. Comfort, comfort. Determined to stand for all of you. No abuse. But as she entered, people all went crazy. Crazy, crazy, cause they all thought a beast had broken loose. Oh, what a face. Oh, what a face. It's a disgrace. A big disgrace to be showing it in any public place. No public place. And now she no longer is among us. She's gone. You may think that death would end the curse. Not for there around the grave where she is lying. She is lying. The daisies all have faces just like her. Oh, what a face. Oh, what a face. It's a disgrace. A big disgrace to be showing it. Call it a day, McGee. I'm getting cold. Okay. Let's walk once more around the reservoir and hit for home. Well, good. Anyway, you know, I'm beginning to believe that you can't go out and deliberately make somebody leave you all their money just because you did them a favor. Yeah. I think it just has to happen. Well, that's the wrong attitude, kiddo. I always... <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly days, I'm getting cold. 
was that? I don't know. I don't see. Hey, look. Hey, a kid fell into the reservoir. What? Here, hold my Mackintosh. I'll save you. Watch it now. My hero, my great big hero. Hey, my Molly. Now take the kid. Here, grab him. I got him. All right, Sonny. Don't you fret yourself. You're safe. Thanks to my brave husband. McGee, are you all right? Yeah. Except for a skull fracture. I bumped my head when I dived in. This water's only two feet deep. Hey, we gotta get this kid home. It's cold. I'll he... stop a car. Yeah. Home, will you, bud? This kid fell into the reservoir, and I pulled him off. It's cold. We got to get him home. Are you still chill, dearie? Hmm. Want another blanket and another hot buttered root beer? No. <laughs> oh, I'm fine now, thanks. Imagine you saving the life of little Huntington J. Crumford, the son of the rich millionaire. <laughs> yeah. And think what his father... The Huntington J. Crumford will do when he gets home from the office and they tell him who saved his little boy. Yeah. My goodness, the least he can do is to... I hope that's the old-timer bringing me back my overcoat because... Come in. Good evening, madam. I am Huntington J. Crumford. Oh, how do you do? I'm sure, Mr. Crumford. Uh, This is my husband, Mr. McGee, the hero who saved your little boy. Yeah. What do you mean, save my little boy? Hero my elbow. That kid is the junior swimming champion of the state. And that water was only two feet deep. Yeah, but... And besides that, he lives just across the street from the reservoir, and you had to ride him around in a car for 20 minutes before you took him home. Well, he was laughing so hard at my husband's chattering teeth that he couldn't tell us where he lived. And anyway... Well, after this, mind your own business. He's always falling into the reservoir. Wasn't bad enough you had to spoil his fun, you also made him lose his sailboat. That cost me $15. How did we lose it? Your husband smashed it flat with his head when he dove in. (laughs) I'll give you just two days to replace that sailboat, or by thunder, sir, you'll hear from my attorneys. You know something? What? I just had a thought. Who was it that had the 50,000 bucks in the first place? The kind stranger? No. The ragged hermit. That's who had it. Here. Here. Sew this five bucks into the lining of my Macintosh and leave room for more. I started on the wrong end of this racket. Liver and Molly return in a moment. From the time your baby is born until he is a year old, he does more growing than at any other time in his life. And what must your baby have in order to make the best of growth? To build sound teeth and strong, straight bones, he must have the minerals of milk, plus enough vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, to put those minerals to work. Well, now, that's what every baby gets in pet milk. And just as important, pet milk is safe for baby, as free from germs as if there were no such thing in the world. Easy to digest, too, and uniformly rich. Pet milk, the first evaporated milk, can help your baby grow into the sturdy, happy, well-developed child you want him to be. No wonder when a baby needs to have milk from a bottle, so many doctors recommend pet milk, the first evaporated milk, the first food for babies.
was here a few minutes ago, and he brought back your overcoat. Oh, thanks. Well, then take the five bucks out of the lining of my Mackintosh and sew it into my overcoat, will you? I can't. He took your Mackinac. He took my Mackintosh? You mean he... He says it's better for him because he can reach his trousers' pockets better and make change for people. What people? His customers. Customers? He's selling razor blades and pencils and hot chestnuts on Herman the Hermit's old corner. Why, that dirty double-crosser, I was going to do that myself. Good night. Good night, all. Evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? They say you're never too old to fall in love. And old Mr. Whitsitt, friend of Jim and Sally Carter, seems to bear this out. What happens when someone sets her cap for the old gentleman? You'll hear next Saturday morning in the amusing story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program. On this same program, you'll hear Mary Lee Taylor's husband-tested recipe for chef's salad, a low-cost salad with a special dressing men like. Be sure to tune in to NBC next Saturday morning for this double-feature program brought to you by Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Proceeding with transcribed. Hear about a medicine racket in Big Town next on NBC.